0: Hey there, it's Joy Foster, founder of Tech Pixies, and uh, we are in the middle of our transformation series on our podcast, and of course, we film them live on Facebook, and then they go on to our podcast, so if you ever want to join in on the conversation real time, it's Facebook.com forward slash TechPixies, and tonight, I have a very special guest, uh, and if you're listening to this, obviously, on the podcast, it's, it might be at any time of the day, uh, but if you're watching this live, I have a very special guest, uh, Gloria Wilkinson, who is a student of ours who went through our April program. So it was our biggest program that we'd ever done. It happened right in the middle of lockdown. Very special vibe that happened with that group. Um, So, Gloria, welcome tonight, and thank you for joining us. Thank you for having me. It's
1: just so surreal, Joy. (laughs) You cannot imagine.
0: (laughs) It is so much fun to get to kind of see you face to face. I mean, of course, we've never met in real life, but we have um, you know, been in this community together for a couple of months, and you so willingly did one of the testimonials on our website. And you know, I know you've connected with a lot of the other ladies. It's just been so so wonderful to have you in our community. And there's so many special things about you that um, the reason I wanted to bring your story up is because I I know that there's going to be someone that listens to this and it's going to resonate with them. But uh, I'm going to give you a chance to tell your story, and I I want you to to really um, speak from the heart. Uh, you've come from such an interesting background, you've got three children, uh, and they're not really children anymore, they're adults. Uh, and one of them has some mental health difficulties. So you've been a single mother, raising three children, one with mental health difficulties. And I And I want you to really speak to what that does, in terms of how it impacts your career, and how that's impacted the career choices that you've made. So yes,
1: yeah, so my, my eldest son, Ashley, or Razzie, as he likes to be called, has he suffers from depression, he's had psychosis, it's been ongoing since he was 13 years old, and it started um, probably with the breakup from his father, um, and he took it very badly, and he was always one of those children that liked to talk to adults rather than children, so he was always a little bit different, a little bit quirky more into science than into Teletubbies, that kind of thing. And he got bullied at school. So I think it started from there. He kind of grew up um, a lot quicker than others. He got his spots a lot earlier. Mm-hmm. He got taller a lot earlier. He got the chubby fat a bit earlier. And I think it just really affected him really badly. And... I was in a, a really terrible relationship after I'd left his father and he felt like he should be the dad of the family. And he really couldn't do that at his age. And it was just too much for him. So, um, yeah, in the end, uh, he started to self-harm. There was suicide attempts and he's kind of spiraled into schizophrenia and yeah, it's not been a terribly good road for him. And he's he's pretty good now, but he has his moments where he's very suicidal and it's hard to deal with. So you need to be in a job where you can just leave and go and look after him. Um, but also I find it quite frustrating that he can't get out of the black hole that he's in sometimes. I, I have to admit that sometimes I find it really difficult to understand where he is. And I know it must be really horrible to hear voices all the time and just want to shake them out of it but you just can't he's he's just kind of milling around in a hole of despair sometimes and it's really hard as a mother to to deal with and try and pick him up all the time but
0: well just, yeah. I mean the just a week ago it was suicide prevention day and yeah. uh you know we, we shared I shared my story about how my dad died uh, from suicide and my god my god brother also died of suicide and my cousin um died of suicide and you know, it's a, it's a, it's, it's a serious thing, and for young men, it's particularly serious. Um, it's something that impacts young men um, more than anything else, uh, and and so we know that it's a problem, and and you know, and of course, it's difficult to to talk about it, and it's difficult to solve, and that's why there's amazing organizations out there like the Samaritans and others that um, you know have lend a listening ear. But you're right, There's sometimes it goes beyond just being depressed. There's there's more there. It's a chemical reaction, and you've got to get the chemical balance right. And it's it's tricky. It's a tricky world to navigate. And as a mother, you're worried about your child, first and foremost, but you're also thinking, you know, you've got to somehow uh, take care of your family financially. So, you know, especially in your situation where you were a single mother, you, you, you were the person who had to lead the finances. So talk to me about... You know that balance of worrying about your child and having to let go of that worry and then also still have to keep food on the table and take care of your family so um i was working
1: part-time um while he was in school um and he didn't actually finish school um so that was one of the sad things he had to go into residential psychiatric care um but yes you have to i wanted to work part-time i wanted to do the right thing I kept it part-time until my youngest son was actually seventeen and out of school because I felt like I needed to be at home for all of them, not just for Ashley, but for all of them because it affected all of us. If Ashley was low, it, it kind of makes everybody low. So I had to be there in case there was any kind of really um, dramatic downturn in his in his health. I mean he always talks about the year 3000 and there's times where he'd be there'd be physical um, cities in the in the hedges and, and those sort of things it's really hard to kind of understand what you needed to be there for yeah. and then obviously there's times when he would cut himself and I just remember a really horrible time having to go into a hospital and stand in A&E with my son with bleeding wrists and then actually explain what I was doing there in front of everybody else and it just makes you feel like a terrible person even though you know that you've been working to try and keep the food on the table and keep your family together and um, from the outside it was still very much well he's just mad and I can say that I can say that as a parent but people from the outside you can't just look in and say oh your your, your son's a you know a bit of a nutter because the turmoil that goes on in their heads and then he feels guilty because it it affects me and it's that kind of bitter cycle of trying to keep your child up keep the money on the table keep yourself in order so part-time at that time was the best thing for me to do so that i could actually nip out if i needed to and i worked for john lewis and they were very good if i needed to actually go and you know, keeping the helping hand.
0: So, yeah. I love, I love that you worked for John Lewis and I love that you said that. And I know we've had some conversations about how even organizations like John Lewis can improve things. (laughs) We won't go into that here, Uh, but it is something that, you know, we, we have discussed as well. It is wonderful when you have an employer who understands your situation and, can work around that situation. Um, but I think it's fair to say that a full-time, flourishing, you know, stimulating, fulfilling career uh, for you as the children were growing up was not an option.
1: For sure. I mean, John Lewis, is, it is great. I mean, I, I i intended to stay a couple of years when I joined in 1988 and I was there 20 to 25 years later, so you know it is a good place to work, and our conversation will stay between us for now. But you know, I think that it it helped me in a lot of way be, become a stronger person, even working for John Lewis, because it wasn't a difficult. It was a difficult job that I had. You know, um, working with mainly men in distribution was not easy, and I was the only woman warehouse manager, and it was a tough gig. So I had to grow thick skin because I didn't always have thick skin. I didn't always have the confidence to go, do you know what? You're doing that wrong. No, that's not right. I was just always the yes person and the very meek person. I had to become the "Uh-uh, that's not happening kind of person. So they really helped me a lot, you know, with the training. And actually, the feel of Tech Pixies is kind of similar, that kind of community feel, support everybody and help everybody through learning. It's a, it's a similar kind of vibe. So,
0: so, yeah, they really helped me a lot. So let's talk about when you transitioned out of John Lewis and what you transitioned into. So I knew there was
1: redundancy coming in 2016. It was a really painful three years to put partners through redundancy. Um, and I had trained to be a fitness instructor because I knew that I needed to have something on the side or in another basket as it were. So I've done that. And because I loved doing fitness anyway, I, I would go to the gym. I might as well have been paid for it. So I used to walk into, I want
0: I want you to, I mean, for those of you watching, I want you just show off your guns a little bit. Cause they're very impressive. <laughs> That's that takes a lot of work ladies, just in case anybody's wondering, it's not that much work. Do you know what? I can't do this
1: arm because I dislocated my elbow when I was six, and it doesn't work. The tendons, oh no, yeah, the tendons don't actually work, but it still looks okay.
0: Okay, well, let's just—if you're listening on the podcast—I had her do a little bit of a "Pop by the Sailor Man." Yeah. So
1: I was into fitness. I used to walk into a class, and people used to ask me if I was the instructor, and obviously, I wasn't. So I thought, you know what? I actually feel like I have the confidence to actually stand up in front of people and do that and so i did my zumba training yeah that that thing where you stand up in bright colored light crow and jump around like a maniac i trained in that you get a certificate and then you just go off and you teach and it is the most it's so your heart is actually pounding the first time you do a class but i loved it and luckily i still have my loyal fans from 10 and a half years ago that still do my class so obviously i did something right and then after that i just did my yoga and i did my les mills body balance which is a mixture of pilates and yoga and it's complete opposite to um zumba so i've kind of got a, a nice little ball of exercise that um you know that most people enjoy i think I
0: think. <laughs> so you, so you'd got your business up and running. So you're running Zuma classes, you're go, go, go. And then coronavirus hits. How does that impact you? Uh,
1: do you know what? Because obviously being an instructor, it just stopped overnight. It was not a kind of a, a gentle trickle off. It was just like the gyms are shut and that's it. And you're self-employed. And if you're like me, I didn't have the savings because I'm not very good at that. You know. It, yet you're not very good at that yet (laughs) Got around to it you know so it's just oh my goodness what am i going to do your your money is just cut you know overnight luckily for me i had just taken a part-time job as an admin and i am i will be forever grateful because something came around at the right time and i took on a part-time job and i was furloughed so you know, not like other people who are instructors. I was very lucky at the time. So I have to say that. But my instructor money just just went. And I had to go online. Um, and although I'd used Zoom for like four years for, for meetings and things, I hadn't taught online. But, yes, you had to go online. And it was like starting all over again because my heart was racing. Is it going to work? Will people like it? You know, and lots of people came to the classes in the beginning because I did it for free. I came on to TechBixies. They said, why are you doing this for free? Yeah, we
0: did. Why are you doing it for free, woman? And, yeah,
1: and it made it very difficult for me, I have to say. So, yeah, so when I started to charge, it was, it was a lot more difficult. And it's it's really hard. There's a lot of people out there that are still not charging, so it makes it very difficult. You've got to oh, yeah. be gonna be way above everyone else
0: well okay this is a great conversation because all of next month we're going to be talking about earn what you're worth you know and I think it's really important that we have this conversation because women do not charge what they are worth full stop let's just say that right now I think every woman who's a freelancer or is working uh as a Contractor on their own, whatever. I think they could very easily double their rates right now, and they'd still be undervaluing themselves. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think it's really important to 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 really think about that. I think as well, it's really important to build up your credibility so you can charge more. You know and. Um, larger followings on social media um, you know that helps when you can build up your credibility that's one way of doing it I mean there's lots of different ways what the easiest way is just to put your prices up um, okay. <laughs> I can actually charge people but you know I think it's also believing that your time is worth the money and that your experience and that people that you are uniquely you I know when I mean a lot of people know this story and I don't shy away from telling it because you know, tech Bixi prices go up, and they go up because the value of the course goes up. You know, the more women we have in the program, the more proof that we have that it works. Um, the more, uh, the more add-ons we add to it. You know, like new modules, like Pinterest, etc. You know, I feel like we are we are able to charge more because it's worth more. But I know we're still nowhere near what some of our competitors charge for courses that aren't you know, as thorough as ours. So it's interesting when you're sitting there thinking, what do I charge and what's the value? First of all, if you don't believe it's worth anything, no one else is gonna believe it's worth anything either. So you have to be the first person who believes it's worth something. People always start courses and they think, I'm gonna sell them for $99 or 99 pounds. And actually, if you look into what it actually takes to run a course properly with a support team and, you know, with a platform and with Facebook ads and, uh, you know, and the tech side, and there's like, there's a, I mean, we had 17 people today on a team call. That's how many people it takes to run the Tech Pixies program, 17 people, right, to run it to the level that we run it. Now, it doesn't mean you have to have that level when you start. But you have to value yourself, you have to value your team, you have to value the hard work that everyone puts in. We charged 180 pounds when to the very first student who ever did our online course. And, you know, now we charge 2,397 pounds plus VAT. So, you know, it is something that I don't feel ashamed that i charge what i charge but i wish i would charged it sooner i wish i'd seen the value sooner you know because it would have saved me a lot of heartache when i had to lay staff off and i had to not take a salary and all those things that you do so it's a great opportunity to talk about that so now are you are you charging for your courses online now
1: i do charge for my classes online i should probably charge more (laughs) but it's a start it's better than zero um and I'll tell you a funny story because I have private clients and she wanted to pay me more than I was asking. And I felt bad because she wanted to pay me more, but now I actually allow her to pay me more.
0: I love that. And I, and I love your customer because I remember one time Ben and I, when we were running um, the website side of the business. So Ben, he's, he's not involved anymore. He's just a, he's like a silent partner in the business, but he helped me set up made with joy, which is the web development company before tech pixies. And I remember when, um, when we were working together and, you know, we, we sat down once and we said, okay, who are all of the customers that we love and who are all the customers we want to get rid of? And the customers you love are the ones that are like their checkbooks open, they're ready to go, and they want to pay you more than what you even want to accept. And if one of them exists then you have to know that two, three, four, five, six, seven, ten of them exist mm-hmm. or a hundred of them exist. And, you know, I always like to tell the story of Sharon Boxer. She's, she now does our Twitter. Uh, she runs all of our Twitter stuff. But I, she found out about Tech Fixies, I don't know, like the day before the registration closed. This is a couple of years ago. And she sent me this email and she's like, Joy, I need this. Like, I want, I, I can't wait. Where do I sign up? And I was like, and I literally wrote it back. And I was like, I'm going to frame your email because <laughs> that is your ideal customer. And, you know, Gloria, you're one of our ideal customers. You know, it's it's one of, it's those, it's people who just say, I get it. I want it. I'm in. And you want to surround yourself by people like that because it lifts you up. It lifts them up. It raises the bar. It's a lot of fun. And you're not haggling over like, you're not trying to convince someone that it's worth it. It's worth it. They want to be there.
1: I often feel that I should have L'Oreal tattooed somewhere because I'm worth it. <laughs> yes. Yeah. I just need to believe it even more when it comes to money because I'm just a giver and I feel like I want to help people and if they're not going to pay. I still want to help them. and I've just got to get that out of the way um, and just believe that, you know what, if you want me, then you're going to pay for me.
0: Yeah. And you know what? I learned this from Marie Forleo. So I did Amy Porterfield's DCA course and then through Amy Porterfield, I did B-School. And Marie Forleo is great because she comes on and she talks about the no train, like getting on the no train and like being able to say no to people. But also what she talks about and this is so, so, so important. Your ideal customer is the customer that's ready to pay for your services they want to do your they want your services. They want your product. There are they want to pay whatever it's worth because it's right for them. Yeah. And the customer you want to help is not that customer yeah. and you can still choose to help people. But you have to focus on your ideal customer first if you want to be in business. And I think this is the important thing. If you want to run a charity, you focus on the people you want to help. If you want to run a business, you focus on your ideal customer. And, you know, this is where I love social enterprise because it's a bit of a mix of both. I focus on my ideal customer, and that allows us as a company to be able to also help women who are on universal credit, who are on PIP, ESA, so that we can give them opportunities that they otherwise wouldn't have. But that's that's a choice I made from day one, that, that I wanted to do that, and I had to build a business model that allowed for that. And I've had to I've had to apply for a lot of grants over the years to get funding to put us in that position so that we can, you know, so we can offer scholarships, but it's not easy. And I salary sacrificed and still salary sacrifice in order to accommodate for that. So, you know, but that's a choice I've made. Um, But I think that I think that women have this wonderful opportunity to build social enterprises. So businesses that solve a social problem with a commercial idea, and they can do this incredible opportunity, they can do that incredible gift, you know, they give that incredible gift to the world. But, but women need to remember, if they're going to run a business, they've got to charge what they're worth, they've got to believe they're worth it. And this is the huge piece of work we're doing in twenty twenty one at Tech Pixies. I, it's so important, you know. I can't even tell you. When um when we first when I first joined Tech Pixies, it was it just blew
1: my mind that everybody was coming from the same sort of position where they just felt they were unworthy, they didn't know their value, they didn't feel confident, they weren't you know, and it was I just, you know, you just think you're the only person that feels like that. And sometimes it's because you've been in a marriage. For me, it's because I've, I've been in horrible relationships. I've been in a horrible marriage. And you're made to feel much smaller than you are. And I think sometimes we feel that we need to be small so that we're not irritating a man or your partner or your boss because you just need to shrink away. And and, and it's really nice that when you go through tech pictures, you kind of just explode into worthiness and and value. This is that's pretty much what it does. You just do what the stars do and you just go and you just come out. Yeah. You just do yeah. supernova. Yes, you just come, you just come out of yourself because you said, do "You know what? No, I am I am better than whatever, you know, those little voices
0: that are telling you you're not good enough. Yes, I am. You just got to have a louder voice. Well, what you said is really important because I've spent a lot of time talking to the ladies that go through our program Uh, and and I've heard more than once and I've seen it happen more than once that once a woman becomes empowered and finds financial independence they're able to break away from relationships that are toxic and are holding them back and you know the whole point of financial independence is so that you are if you are married you're married because you want to be married you know that you're not married because you're financially bound like that's the only way you're going to survive and I think You know, we look at our, um, I look at my mother's generation, you know, our mother's generation. I mean, it wasn't that long ago that women didn't have the choices and the options that we have and were bound into marriages. And then, but the thing is, is in today, even in 2020, 2021, there are still women who are in marriages that are not good for them, are not healthy for them, are not healthy for their children because they don't have financial independence. And I mean, Gloria, maybe you can speak to this, but I would say that you know one of the number one reasons why women don't leave toxic relationships is because of the financial tie. Um, I think that's
1: definitely true. I mean, for me, I left anyway. It wasn't about the money, it was about the fact that I didn't know who I was anymore. I, I just felt like I had this huge weight and I literally was just wife and I wasn't Gloria anymore. I, I I didn't know who I was supposed to be and who I used to be and I just I just couldn't do it anymore. So I had to leave and it put me obviously it put me in a terrible financial position because I would taken redundancy because I was going to be looked after. And that didn't, you know, and in the end, it was me that was more important than any amount of money and I'm lucky because my mum has always been there my mum has always supported me no matter how stupid <laughs> stupid I've been and um, she has always been there so I, I am lucky in that respect because I've had someone there that will you know either kick me up the bum or support me whichever way it needed to be but I just needed to save myself and it, it really was like that I couldn't be swallowed up in a narcissistic kind of toxic relationship anymore and yes i think a lot of women do stay because of the finances or they stay because of the children but it's not good for the children and it's not good for them and i just feel that if everyone did tech pixie course then they would feel that they could actually come out and find themselves again because that's essentially you're learning about social media but you do learn how to find yourself and that's what i think a lot of women really love about you in particular joy because I remember you saying that with your name Joy, you didn't always feel joy. And that really resonated with me because my name's Gloria. I don't always feel glorious. But people always say, oh, you're so strong. And you know, you'll get through it. But I don't want to have to be that strong person getting through something all the time. I just, you know, sometimes you just want to be able to live life like everybody else. Well, you know, that you feel everybody else is living, you don't want to be launching from one pile of poo to the next being strong, because there's different sorts of strengths that you want, you want in your life. And I just want to be strong as my own person, not strong trying to survive another person.
0: Well, and this goes to the I mean, this goes to that age old concept of, you know, if you are, If you are solid in yourself and who you are, you're actually a better partner, you're actually a better mother, you're actually a better friend, you're a better daughter. You know, it's when you are lost that you are unable to fully connect and fully be there and be present and and fully play your part, you know, and I, I think we've all experienced it. We've all experienced that kind of loss of identity. I mean, I grew up in a household... Uh, I did a podcast recently with Fiona Merton, and she really dug back into my past, which, you know, you can, like go back 40 years, I'd forgotten about all that stuff. But, you know, I grew up in a household where I was always going out the door, like, be a leader, you know, and you know, the conversations around the dinner table were like, if you want to be president of the United States, you can be president of the United States. Like, those were the conversations at my house, you know, my... Godfather ran for vice president of the United States and you know there's there's you have a different when that happens in your household you're like you can be anything you want to be and i think in my in the back of my mind i thought well i can't be an nba professional basketball player like that was about the only thing i thought okay no i maybe i can't do that but i remember having children and i remember them being in the bath i love i mean i tell the story often but they were in the bath supervised by me but just next to me <laughs> but um I remember looking, and one was one and a half, my kid's only 15 months apart, so one was one and a half, and one was, like, a brand new baby, and I remember looking at myself in the mirror, and, and I remember, like, just, like, seeing stuff everywhere, you know, like, food, and, you know, my hair was all messy, and, and I remember thinking, like, my dad lied to me, like, (laughs) like, I can't be anything I want to be, and, you know, and I love my dad dearly, and you all know that, I just did a big post on him on Instagram, but, uh, You know, and but I remember feeling deceived, like, 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 they're like, you cannot do anything when you've got babies. And, and I think I would imagine, like, I, and again, I had so, you know, so far so good in terms of they seem to be okay with physical health, mental health. But I have experienced, like, you have, we've experienced a lot of women coming through Tech Fixies. I mean, what was it like to come into Tech Fixies and realize that you were not the only mother with a child who had? difficulties and you know you're almost like there is like a band of mothers at tech pixies who have sacrificed their life for their children who have difficulties you know whether be it physical or mental I mean what what was that like for you to realize there are other women in this group that have the same background that I've got
1: yeah I mean when Mandy put out her her post it was just you know we just had a a quick chat about everything and and you just and Lachelle as well you know it's is something different because it is the external forces that people kind of have a different kind of view of a child who has a mental health problem as soon as you say mental health problem there's yeah there's a view that they have and they're still a person I mean for me Ashley he's just got the biggest heart he's just a pain in the neck (laughs) you know he's a pain in the neck with it but he has the biggest heart and he he gets taken advantage of because of it You know, and the emotional side of it, it kind of exaggerates the depression. So he can be very high and very hyper, obviously, and then he can be very, very low. And it's those lows that you feel that you you can't cope with if you're not well yourself or if you're in a toxic relationship yourself. How am I ever going to help him out of a hole? So, yes, I have to put myself in a good position emotionally and mentally to help him. I mean, he's 32. I, I never expected a 32-year-old a I was still going to be, you know, kind of lifting him. But I don't think it's going to change dramatically, although he is, you know, on quite a good path with his music and that's really helping him. But, yeah, the women in the group, there's a lot of people that will understand you it's a safe space to talk about things if you want to cry on your life and just pour your heart out they're going to understand that you're not just being overdramatic dramatic and it's not just oh well that's just your life it's nothing mm-hmm. to do with me they're actually going to come in and just lift you up and then you can actually go another day and go do you know what i can do this there's other people that can do it with me. And, and that's kind of the nice kind of family feel that you get. But I think it's
0: important to say we had a student who went through a program and she shared, she, she used all of our techniques that we teach to share her journey as a mother with a child with severe disabilities. And what happened was actually quite a big backlash. But what I love about what she did was she, she had the mental fortitude. And I think a lot of it came from the mindset of, of Tech Pixies And hopefully she'll let me interview her as well. But um, she had the mental fortitude to step back and, and view it from a different viewpoint. And, and this kind of comes back to that conversation I wanted to have with you, is it's really easy, uh, I would think, for someone in a situation where all this, everything's stacked against them, to say, I can't do that, I can't do that, I can't do that. And, and really it's about, um, it's about changing the language and saying, I can't do that yet. And then it's about saying, I can do that and I'm going to try this and I'm going to try that. And one of the things that that this particular uh, mother did was she has discovered another way to share her journey as a mother with a child with severe learning disabilities in order to and severe disabilities to help other parents do it, too, in a way that is um, is productive and forward moving. And I mean, gosh, the courage she has is incredible. And I think that's the power of social media. You know, let's circle. I mean, this is, in theory, it's a social media class, so it's a course on social media, social media magic. But let's, you know, let's let's circle back to that because the power of social media. Yes, there is, there are. It can be used the wrong way, and and it can actually, and in her case, it was used against her when it shouldn't have been. Um, but it can also be used and, and in a really positive way. And I think that's now her goal is let's 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 flip it around. And let's make this really let's let's make this really good. How can we use social media to educate parents who have children with learning difficulties? Um, and how do we make their lives better? And here's here's how here's how I'm going to do it using the power of social media. You know, with groups and with lives, and you know, really the ability to create a safe space for people who need it. It's it is I find. I find social media can be extremely powerful when used in the right way.
1: You have to look at it also. If it wasn't for social media, she would never have found this group of women. She would never have found you. She would never have found the course. So, obviously, that was an awful thing that happened that should never have happened. But out of it has come something really amazing. And that is, that's the magic
0: of the social media, isn't it? That's the magic. Yeah, absolutely. Well, and I always, the reason we have the word magic in there is for me, You know, I've I've always said from day one, we were the we were the first social media trainer and the only social media trainer for a long time, where the training was incorporated, we were incorporated life coaching into the training. And I know we were the first uh, for sure. And I know others have started to follow suit, which is a good. I'm glad they're doing that because life coaching is so, so, so important because when you're making a change to your life career-wise, you know, returning to work, changing career, starting a business, it rocks the boat in other areas of your life. And if you don't have a proper um, toolkit, like a life coaching toolkit or a methodology to kind of from a mindset standpoint, work through those changes. It's very hard to do that. And you could have all the skills in the world. I love to say that in the free training. You could have all the skills in the world. I could tell you everything you need to do on social media. But if you don't have the right mindset and you don't have the right mentality and you don't have the right you know, mental fortitude like we just talked about, you're going to struggle to leverage it properly. And that's why learning how to use social media professionally is such a huge advantage, um, how how have you changed your social media since you've been on the course? Well, do you know what? I just joined
1: because I thought, okay, I can make my in- Instagram look a little bit pretty. And do you know what? I didn't know there was so much to social media. If anyone goes, do you know what? Oh yeah, it's just a bit of Facebook. It's just a bit. It is not. I'm not saying <laughs> just don't get it twisted. There is just so much. I, You know, I've saw, seen the insight button. I never pressed on it before. You know, I've, I've looked at, I don't know the back end of LinkedIn but I didn't bother look at it properly and I just think it's just there's so much to know my brain is just like going 24 7. Um, One of my worst points is that I kind of skip from one to the other and I, I need to be more consistent but you know it's been so interesting you know to do that for my business in particular my Instagram I've just tried to you know that up a little bit and I'm pretty I'm pl- pretty pleased with it you know I've got my followers up a little bit I'm taking it slowly I know I need to do more vlogging um, I've just got into the reels thing which is amazing so I've got some uh, very nice real lady that followed me today so that's really fantastic oh well. very good yeah she's pretty out there so that was good and um, so yeah it's been really great knowing how to actually put something together that looks fairly professional um, someone did comment and say, Do you think your Instagram's too
0: perfect? And I'm like, mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm doing it now because I like it like that. <laughs> <But> <laughs> that actually, I think that's brilliant because you know what to me, I think it's like it's you're making an effort, right? You put it you put an effort in and it's, you know, it is what it is. That exactly. is so good. I love that. Is your Instagram too perfect? <laughs> that just made my life. I love that so that's great great segue into where can people find you if they want to do a zumba class that they're going to pay for right please yeah. do not go and ask gloria for a free zumba class go and pay her to do her zumba class where can they find you
1: so i'm at Glowfit and 50 fit on all my
0: platforms because that's the way it should be joy <laughs> that is the way it should be there should they should be the same on everything Facebook, Instagram,
1: I have a Twitter account, but I don't reuse use Twitter, LinkedIn, um, not Pinterest yet, but I'm going there because I love... Now,
0: hold on, now, Gloria, what's the rule of thumb when you're trying to figure out which social network to be on? This is Pop Quiz. Yeah, well, you know, if I want to
1: be creative and out there, I'm going to be on Instagram because I like pictures.
0: That's not the answer to the question. Audiences, you know, my audience
1: is on Facebook and my audience is on Instagram, so that's where I'm going to be. Yes,
0: where your audience is, that's where you hang out, and you do not need to be on every social media network, you can be on the ones that your audience is on. I want to just thank you so much, this has been such a pleasure to hang out with you, I feel so lucky that you are in our community, so privileged um, to have you in our community, and I do hope that you know this interview entices a few people to think about joining the program. Um, but more importantly, uh, I hope that it sheds some light on um, the fact that if you are a mother who is a, is a single mother or a mother raising a child with um, mental health difficulties uh, or neuro extraordinary as like Lachelle likes to say, <laughs> that this was an uplifting interview for you. And you know, of course. If you want to connect with Gloria on that level too, I'm sure she would. I want to say
1: thank you to Key Changes, who are a charity that help Ashley through his mental health problems. Because with music, um, it's that that's KeyChanges.org, and they've been a real support for me and for Ashley at the same time. So I how have,
0: do you how do you spell that? Just so we make sure we get it correctly.
1: He and Changes.org, um, and they just use music. For, um, For mental health and that's how he writes his music and records it so yeah i just want to say thank you to them because it's been a major
0: major help through this i love that that's a great plug right we're going to close on that note you are entirely inspiring you are entirely glorious and what an incredible evening i got to spend with you thank you for having me it's been amazing thank you